0: Welcome to Dice Heist, where we roll the dice and see what we can get away with. My name is Nick, and I am playing Dirk Dilgoth, the Arcane Trickster. Uh, We just got out of a really intense situation, and uh, we still have a mystery to solve, so let's see what we can do.
1: Uh, Over to you, Bronson. Hello, hello again, everybody. Uh, I'm Bronson. I play Adam Vadova, our rogue wizard. Aaron?
2: This is Aaron, I am playing Bertram, Dirt Stride, and uh, your boy's a knight now. Or what you Ray.
3: Hey guys, I am Racelin, the DM of Dice Heist. And uh, yeah, forgot Bertram got knighted. Uh, so a lot of things have happened in kind of the last uh, five episodes of this arc. Um, and everything kind of came back together as the party is no longer split, or wasn't for a very, very brief moment. Um, but the battle with Naya wrapped up as everyone was pretty much knocked out by the mental attack of the Ublex Mudbreaker, as well as the rest of the Eastgate team, met them in Balbarum to try and assist them in this fight. However, they got there as things were wrapping up. Uh, Bertram also was able to catch back up with them after leaving his father uh, and the secret organization that he is now part of. Uh, From here, we left everyone off as uh, Bertram and Dirk were heading towards the Eastgate Precinct to figure out what's going on with the Ooblacks, and Adam was being rushed off to emergency services uh, because he had sustained a lot of damage and had taken too many capsules, which resulted in him basically (laughs) uh, having a very negative reaction because of it. Um, He is effectively poisoned right now, mechanically, and on top of that, he also has one uh, point of exhaustion. Uh, So, we're actually going to pick back up with Adam currently. And, Adam, you're in the back of a vehicle on a stretcher right now. It has loud, whirling uh, sirens going off as it rushes down, um, but you can feel every single bump in your side uh, as you dr- as it goes down the road. It's just this excruciating pain um, as nothing can be given to you. And this is very unfamiliar to you because every other time you've been injured before, there was magical assistance nearby. And this inability to be magically healed right away is just kind of terrifying <laughs> yeah yeah uh healing the old-fashioned way as you might say is just it's a terrifying thing to think about um, and in this kind of like mindset you're kind of panicking and you you're just trying to focus on what's going on and not you know feeling the pain um, you drift off into unconsciousness yikes Um, And when you do, you feel a wrap on the back of your hand. And you jolt straight up. But you were leaning forward, so, so you lean straight back. And before you is a desk. It's your father's desk. You're sitting in a study. And in front of you is a very large tome. You would guess it has no fewer than 500 pages. And your father yells at you, Boy, you cannot sleep until you finish reading this entire tome. Do not nod off again, as he lifts a switch up, threateningly. As you look back down at the pages before you, you notice that you're only two-thirds of the way through this book. Your eyes are tired, very heavy, You've been staring at this book for what feels like days. But you must finish it, so you try and push on. And in doing so, you begin to drift off again. And you hear from behind you again, Boy, what did I tell you? And as you expect the switch to hit your hand, you see, as you look up after a moment, your mother caught your father's hand that is enough and she waves her hand in front of you and says sleep my child and you do we're gonna leave Adam right there (laughs) alright as he is asleep (laughs) so back with the other guys You two are just arriving back at the precinct, and when you get there, things are often busy in the precinct. However, right now, they are kicked into overdrive. People are rushing around. You hear uh, people shouting back and forth instructions as they're trying to coordinate the search across the entire city to find this ooplex. Um, You see multiple people just standing there uh, with the pages in front of them Uh, some of them even standing at a desk with multiple pages just scribbling frantically back and forth some of them even using stamps to communicate more quickly using these pages and uh, Mudbreaker says alright if you guys are going to help us with this you uh, should go up to my office right now Um, there's someone I'd like you to meet all right, let's
2: go. Right behind you.
3: Uh, so he heads up towards your guys' office area, and uh, as you approach, you can see an individual standing inside of Mudbreaker's office. Uh, he is standing at the side of the desk. Uh, Bronson, would you like to describe, describe this figure for everyone?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: He wears a... Panama style fedora. It looks like it's black felt with a steel rim. He also has a black leather duffel coat with a gray fur trim, some kind of animal fur. His coat is open just a little bit, showing cobalt steel skin, and it's arranged in like smooth plates to match the anatomy of a human. You guys would see like a, a dark red glow. Kind of emits from between plates uh, the face of his abdomen contains several like circular rotating bands starting at the solar plexus and getting smaller towards his core uh, every other band rotates slowly and sort of opposite of the one that came before it. and you guys would see the same dark red glow emits with almost like a wavering heat from it he wears Uh, Black jeans, doesn't appear to be wearing boots, although his feet uh, are roughly shaped and pointed like boots in the same color as his skin. His face has all the same features as a human, but with sharp cheekbones jutting out and these matte gray lips. His eyes, they have black pupils and a dark red sclera, but no retina. It's just the black pupil and then the dark red around Cool.
3: Okay, Uh, and uh, Dirk and Bertram, you are approaching with Mudbreaker, who does not seem at all fussed by this uh, person being in his office. Uh, He opens the door for you and uh, motions for you two to enter. Okay, and uh, I assume we've never seen this individual before. No, no, you have never seen this individual before.
2: Have we seen any other people in the city that are like him any other
3: uh no so a lot of your interaction with yeah a lot of your interaction with automatons in the city uh has been um automatons designed for specific functions so like the smaller street sweeper ones that are similar in size to like a mouse droid or maybe a little bit bigger uh, or even those that you see in like cafes that have multiple different extra arms uh, for uh, preparing these drinks. You know, there's various different ones around the city. All of them look different based on their function. This one, however, you've never seen anything similar to it. Uh, to it specifically, definitely looks so,
1: more sleek than uh, probably the rest of the automatons in the city. Yeah,
3: yeah, that would uh, that's a good
0: good note as well. Um. Okay, so as we kind of approach, uh, Dirk puts out his hand and, and greets him. Nice to meet you. I'm Detective Vilgum. And uh, as he puts out his hand, and uh, he'll, he'll wait for uh, a, a response t- for a shake.
1: Reach out my hand. Nice, Volkrum.
0: Uh, as he as he grips uh Dirk's hand he's going to feel a little jolt similar to the one that Dirk did uh before to Almec to mm-hmm. just ensure that he's not meeting the Ublex
3: ah i see okay uh go ahead hmm a small jolt
1: as soon i mean if if uh if Fulcrum really does feel it, he would grip Dirk's hand super fucking tight. (laughs) Like, like... Yeah. (laughs) And and even kind of motion his other hand, his left hand, kind of towards his hip.
3: Uh, So, I mean, I would... I would equate this to, like... You know those, like, buzzer handshake devices? I know. I (laughs) I would equate this to this. So, (laughs) like, if... And you feel those, so that that's what i would say you just felt was that just brief buzz you know
1: right right but he <laughs> he would still grab on like real tight to dirk and, uh, and then reach they, down. they are jarring like if you're not expecting oh yeah it, like, no, no no i agree jarring uh yeah but yeah so. well he yeah he would just motion his open left hand to his hip uh but wouldn't actually go to like reach for anything and you'd see kind of like squints his squints his eyes a bit um and it's weird, even seeing him squint his eyes, because metal is like not supposed to do that.
2: But, <laughs> but whatever,
1: whatever metal it is that he at least has on his face, uh, it's like flexible.
2: So it's not like hinges and fucking. <laughs> uh,
3: no, it's it's okay. like
2: skin.
4: <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> there's
1: there's other there's other parts to as anatomy as as well, but yeah, like the stuff that you would normally see would be like skin. Button but also metal. And and
0: <laughs> Okay. So as as he squeezes rough on uh, on Dirk's hand. Ah, ah sorry about that and just had to make sure you weren't an Ublex. Uh, Chief, let everyone know that uh the Ublex is sensitive to electricity. Uh Almec, the shop owner, told me that. And uh, that's uh what I've been using to greet anyone new just just to be sure <clears throat>
2: right so we're just going to stun
3: baton everyone we meet well yeah uh, maybe not that as as your supervisor I am going to advise you please don't do that that will elicit several lawsuits from everyone and their mother so please if you could refrain from hurting uh, our Expert here. I would really appreciate that. Uh, ah, I wasn't enough to hurt him. Just, just enough to
0: get a reaction in case he was an ublex.
3: Well, Fulcrum, I apologize for his rude behavior. Uh, why doesn't everyone sit down so we can discuss what's going on here? All right. Yeah.
1: Fulcrum. will Uh. It's like, instead of leaning down, I'll just lean up against, like, a bookshelf or something.
3: Okay. Uh, so Mudbreaker it, sits in his seat.
0: As he leans up against the bookshelf, Dirk just, like, thinks, all right. And then he just starts walking up the wall. And now, Oh, now my he's, God. now he's standing on the
3: wall sideways. Yep. Okay. Bertram, do you <laughs> do anything else passive-aggressive? No, I'm just, I'm just going to sit down like a person. <laughs> <laughs> Mudricker's going to look from Fulcrum to Dirk to Fulcrum to Dirk and just...
4: <sighs>
1: yeah, and Fulcrum is this... Fulcrum's just like raising an eyebrow at uh, <laughs> the chief, just like kind of...
3: <laughs> is this normal? <sighs> he, he just... Waves his hand at you as you give him that look. And Alright, look, I called in Fulcrum here. Fulcrum is a uh, licensed individual who, uh, let's just say, does some freelance work for the department occasionally. Uh, I called him in because we were trying to hunt down Bertram here, who went missing. And you guys had nothing on where he was, so I figured I'd call in the expert. I feel as uh, though I was more away than missing. Well, I'm glad that that's the case, Bertram, but we didn't know. You don't talk to us. You, you realize this is a problem, right?
2: Well, chief, if you want me to call you on the weekends, you only have to ask. I'm, I'm not sure. Is that
3: a giant cut on your abdomen? <clears throat> I'm not are, sure. Are you okay? Okay. Ignore the blood, okay? Um,
2: I am found and am decidedly not an, uh, uh, wh- uh, what? What is a ooblex? Why is the city on fire, seemingly? And who kicked the bee's nest that is the
3: precinct? Oh, did, did you not tell him as he looks at Dirk? Jesus Christ, would you get down on the floor? I can't even take you seriously when you're doing this shit. <laughs> ah, all right.
0: Uh, Dirk will run up the ceiling Do a backflip and land in the chair Uh, So uh, What you missed Bertram There was this Almec ooze shop Down in this area of town And He had this Special ooze that can Basically take Whatever form it wants And on top of that It also has a form of mind control And it's sensitive to electricity. Uh, We should really get Almec in here and get more of his professional opinions on everything because he is much more familiar with this stuff than we are.
3: He should just be a few more moments. Uh, He was getting patched up back at the uh, scene and was heading over. Um, We sent some unis over to grab him, but... He, he Yeah, he, he should be here any moment to discuss this stuff with us. Bertram's just trying to, like, button his vest up, and
2: there's just a cut <laughs> through his vest. Like, yeah. Oh, oh so we'll just, like, try to readjust so it
3: looks closed. Right, right. <laughs> you should probably get that looked at.
0: As as Dirk turns around and sees there's still an arrow in his ass, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yes, you uh, <laughs> should have the look at.
2: Uh, so your name is Fulcrum, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this in auto to him. I've okay. never met anyone quite like you.
3: And you do understand that quite clearly, as it's the automaton language. Uh,
1: Falkrum will repeat, or will answer back, in common. Nor of I.
2: Oh, so you're um, one of a kind? Or a w- one of one, as it were?
4: It depends on do you have a family?
2: I guess is what I'm asking in a, in a weird way.
4: Well, in a weird way, I do.
2: I feel like you answered my question without answering my question.
3: All right, look, Bertram, we, we don't have time for this. I, I appreciate your interest in this very interesting individual you guys can discuss over coffee and oil. What's what? uh, what's going on with his lineage later? Right now, we need to worry about this Ublex that's running amok through the city. Uh, we have reports that it has begun inciting riots in the Balbarum district, and it was lost there as the unis from it and also the other surrounding districts lost it completely. Uh, we have no idea where it is in the city, right? But it is inciting havoc as it mind-controls people as it goes. Um,
2: mm. to Are they mind-controlled in the, like... Unwilling uh, servant way or just go crazy and run amok way?
3: That's the bizarre thing. Some of them are going running amok, just causing havoc, and others are performing specific tasks. It's just really bizarre. Um, Oh, shit. Well, good timing, I guess. Um, And you see... Uh, Sarah, one of the unis that works with your unit, um, escorting Elmuk up towards Mudbreaker's office as we speak. Uh, he is ushered in, and Sarah closes the door behind her and says, uh, Elmuk says, Hello, I'm here to give my input. Um.
2: Well, apparently Dirk look, I'm to not, shock
3: uh, you first. So, Hand out. I swear to God, if he does that again, I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> oh, Last time on. You enjoyed no, it No, 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 no And he, he waves his metal arm at you Last time you did that My arm short-circuited And it took me two hours to get it up and running again No
0: Well, I'm sure With the situation You can understand my concerns With this ublex. So, if you would please How is the best way <laughs> We can hunt this thing
3: down and
0: neutralize it.
3: Okay, so you said it used uh, a psychic wave to uh, take out you and the combatants you were fighting, right? Yes. Okay, so um, hmm. Was there anything else you can give me about what happened while it was leaving? Well, uh,
0: the last form that I saw it took was the form of Naya. Naya
3: was, uh... It took on someone's form. Yes. That could be bad, but also make it easier to catch it.
0: We have the other person that it took its form. They... I wasn't sure if they were knocked unconscious or killed, but we have them in custody.
3: No, so... Ooblecks are very complicated creatures. That the main function of them is these mindless creatures that do uh, the Illithids work for them in the Underdark. They were created by them, and they do extremely well at the espionage that the Illithids put them up to. But without this directive, like my personal ublex had, he, he was born without it. He, he never had this. So... It's just like you have this superior intellect, right? But with no personality or motivations of any sort. It had no will, if that makes sense. But I've seen it before where it will attach to the will and motivation of others when it touches their minds. And if it took on the form of this person, it probably took on a perverted or... Twisted sense of its own motivations. Who, who was the individual that it, it became? Was it, was it yourself or? Well, I guess that's good and
0: bad news. The form it took was of Naya, a sorcerer that works for uh, Gandon, the crime lord back in Vega. Uh, she worked. She worked with an assassin before, and we had run-ins. And she really wanted to kill us. So, unfortunately, we may be the best bait, if what you say is true.
3: Uh, so, Fulcrum, you actually, when he mentions the name Naya, uh, perk up a little bit, because you know that name. Um, you know her through the FTA, or the Freelancer Temporary Agency. Uh, she originally <laughs> worked... <laughs> I had to come up with a fancy name for the Mercenary Guild, okay? Uh, (laughs) um, it's awesome. So she was once blacklisted with this organization and that's where you currently work is through them or at least through them when you choose to. Uh, And she was blacklisted uh, a couple of years ago um, and ever since has held a grudge against them for doing so because of her uh, sloppiness with a job. Uh, You guys do also know that Naya is in the building. Um, So (sighs) Elmec, after you give him this information, says, Okay, well, if if she has these motivations and she's out for you, why didn't it stop and attack you then? That doesn't mean...
0: Well, its last words before it got away is, uh, I'll get you later, fuckers or I'll kill you later fuckers, something like that.
3: I see, uh, well that makes a lot more sense. It's a very strategic creature. It doesn't like to fight on anyone else's terms. So I think, I think it's trying to set a trap then. But discovering what this trap is is important. Um, and as he says that, uh, the door, uh, you hear a loud rap as a, uh, uni comes up to it and just raps on the door, um, opening it up real quick and says, sorry, mudbreaker we urgent news. Uh, so the, the FTA agency, they're getting attacked. There's just literally people walking in off the streets, just smashing shit up. I mean, they're not really hurting anyone, but they're they're just destroying shit and they, they don't know what the hell's going on. Probably
4: a distraction.
0: Jerk will look at Mudbreaker. Do we have any non-lethal ways of subduing people?
3: I, uh, I mean, yeah, of course we do. We we got, uh, we got sleep canisters. We can chuck at them. Well, Guys, that, just take. That might the, be a good start. Yeah, just be careful. Don't, uh, don't throw those anywhere high. It's not safe. Uh, you don't want to put anyone to sleep when they're too high up. That can do some serious damage. <laughs> well, Chief, we aren't idiots. Of course
2: we know this.
0: Dirk just glares at Bertram.
2: That <laughs> <laughs> uh, just gives him
0: a little wink.
3: <laughs> this is going on... Uh, all right, well... Look, if you if you want to know the motivations of this creature, your best bet is to get into the mind of this, this person that it took on the form of. It's not going to want to change forms for a while. So that's your best bet. It seems like it's trying to cause chaos right now. I would try and quench these fires, but there's something else going on and it's probably trying to set a deeper trap for you. Um, well, Then
2: why don't we just not do any of that and then they can't set a trap for us if we don't go anywhere. This Bertrand. thing is
0: just going to keep raising hell till it gets us. Till it gets us to come out and find it.
3: Bertram, as you say that, you feel a buzz in your pocket. And the line uh, from who it come, came from says, Anaza. Shit. And it just says, come get me.
2: I take it all back. Of course we're going to spring the trap. The only way to... Ev- FOIL THE trap is TO GO THROUGH IT, AND I KNOW WHERE WE SHOULD GO FIRST.
4: AND LEAD ON, I GUESS.
2: CARE TO ELABORATE? I'LL JUST SHOW, I'LL JUST HAND Dirk MY PAGE.
4: UH,
2: uh WELL, it's... IT... I FORGOT THAT THERE ARE PEOPLE THAT I KNOW AND CARE ABOUT, UNLIKE MY friends HERE, UM, <clears throat> IN THE CITY who only really <laughs> care about uh, me and um, can we go? Uh,
0: just yeah. to clarify, Anaza was one of the contacts we met in the last arc. Right.
3: Um, yeah. She was four. the one that worked for Alchemco and was buddies with uh, Bertram. Right. Yep.
0: Yeah. We were just talking mm-hmm. about this thing trying to set a trap for us.
2: I know and this Dude. is clearly a trap so onwards All let's right. go spring it
3: No wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> Think about what you just said Bertram 2 seconds ago you were just saying that maybe we shouldn't spring this trap and now you're saying you should just because someone you know is in danger
2: Yep It's 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 harder when there's it's harder when there's people you know
3: used as bait Right but if this person is a bargaining chip why would she throw out the bargaining chip why would it throw out the bargaining chip it, it doesn't have any need to right now so maybe your best bet isn't to rush into it head first. all hot-headed like you seem to be doing more often lately
2: what does that mean exactly I feel like oh, I don't
3: know, Bertram. You're sitting here with a giant gaping wound in your chest uh, because you ran off for a day, told no one where you were, and now you're saying that you should run off to save your friend without thinking about it for more than two seconds. I'm not saying you shouldn't go save your friend. I, I think you should, but I think you should stop and you should maybe think about what you're doing first.
2: And if we're too late and she just dies anyway, what, what then?
3: Do you think that this person would just straight up kill it or kill her before? I
2: don't know what this thing is. I've No, 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 no. No.
3: no. No. So, the person that it that it took the form of Naya, right? That was that was the name of the person. Yes. Okay. Would this person if they had exacted this plan themselves? Would they have killed her? Would they kill her? Without threatening so
0: Probably not. They would uh, get us to act on emotions first, and before doing that,
3: Mudbreaker, you are uh, Mudbreaker uh, pipes up and Why the fuck are we sitting here trying to figure out what it would what they would think? They're sitting downstairs, less than a hundred feet away from us. Why don't we just go fucking ask them? That's a fair point, Chief. It's on the way, Bertram, as he points towards you. I'm going to call the medic and have a, have them meet us there, because you definitely need some assistance. Yes, of course. How could you have let me bleed everywhere for so long in your office? Be- because you, as a dumbass, decided to just waltz in here without getting medical attention? Can't you cast magical spells that heal yourself? Sometimes?
2: I'm, I'm not too happy with uh... your
3: <laughs> I'm not too happy with your overall ability to think right now, Bertram. Really hope that Monday all this gets cleared up and maybe it was just one bad weekend, but you know what? Let's let's just go, okay? Let's go talk to this Naya now. All right,
0: I'll lead the way, and Jerk walks out as you see the the arrow still sticking out of his ass just wobbling back and forth. Oh, I I should probably get that checked out, too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Unstick myself from the chair from where the (laughs) the blood is just kind of starting to (laughs) coagulate.
3: All right, so as you guys walk, uh, go ahead and you each uh, can uh, take a short rest. And then I'm going to have you each roll, uh, or actually, no, Bertram only. Can you roll me a D6, please? Uh, sure. Scary.
2: One second. That is four.
3: Four. Okay. You can regain four spell levels of spell slots.
2: Oh, shit.
3: Uh, Dirk, you can regain a single level of spell slots.
0: Whoa, I only used one.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, you don't have a lot, so I wasn't going to have you roll for it. I was just going to give you the one. Works um, uh, um. so you guys get kind of patched up as you're going and as you guys are walking over there um, Mudbreaker's going to look over towards Fulcrum and say now I know that you often don't talk about your own mental process when going into a hunt do you, do you have any insight based on what you've heard so far Fulcrum
4: Hmm. I mean, really, we just gotta follow whatever leads we come across. And yeah, if this is our first step, then I've got an idea of how we can at least handle this Nia, girl.
3: Uh, and Fulcrum, I want you to also remember, or at least know, uh, that you have a ace in your... Uh, in your back pocket, uh, you have a vehicle that can get you there extremely quickly, and can transport multiple people. Ooh. Yep. All right. All right. Well,
1: for yeah, we were gonna go talk to Naya, right? She's like in the
3: precinct. Yeah, you guys are currently walking towards Naya. I'm just saying, I wanted to because we hadn't really talked about it. Like, literally, I don't, I haven't even looked at your character sheet yet, so this <laughs> could enough. be really interesting when when combat happens, but we'll move on, so it's fine. Uh, so you guys are moving towards uh, Naya's cell. Um, now, before we get to Naya's cell, I'm going to take a quick moment and break back to Adam so we can see uh, what's going on as Adam begins to wake back up. And Adam, you open your eyes, and before you you see several different cots. Uh, All of them look dingy. The lighting in here is very, very dim as the sun begins to go down. Uh, You see that the windows are broken. Some just look kind of like, you know, patched over with boards, and uh, the floor as you look around is grimy. Uh, You're in the cot yourself, and as you look at it, you notice that yours is specifically the cleanest that you can see before you. Uh, Most of the individuals around you are cobalt in nature, and several of them have uh, various wounds. Uh, There's one nurse, you assume, kind of scurrying about, trying to do her best to manage the needs of everyone all at once. Um, But as you notice all of these things, you get this just assaulting smell rising into your nose, and it, it just smells like rotting flesh oh this this clinic that you are in is just not a very clean place. It's not a very happy place and it it genuinely makes you wonder how bad off this section of the city really is if this is how their clinic looks right um but Adam, you're starting to feel a little bit better. um you have effectively gained um a short rest. Worth of hit points back, as well as a D4 worth of spell slots. So, if you'd like, you you roll that. Yes, sir. One. Okay. Well, that's how the cookie crumbles. (laughs) Uh, So, you gain back one spell slot, and uh, you still have one point of exhaustion. So, skills are still skill checks are still made at disadvantage. Okay. Um, and you you have for the most part. Uh, overcome the poison. Uh, but you don't, do you notice that there was a bucket uh, next to you, uh, and it looks like it's filled with vomit. Um, so you're assuming you were puking up the last of whatever was inside you, you know, causing this poison effect to right, uh, right. take you over. Yeah. Um, that overdose on on uh, capsules. <laughs> uh, and you look at your page that's in your pocket. Mm-hmm and you just see just a stream of updates as uh, everything's been, been keeping you updated. You've been getting information on what's going on at the precinct. Uh, this is just the general precinct's uh, notice board, basically, that gets sent out to everyone as uh, emergencies are enacted. So you're okay. just getting the general information of what's going on with this manhunt. Uh, but you do know that they're centralizing at the Eastgate um, uh precinct. So you assume if you wanted to go and help, that's where you'd want to go. Yeah. Adam's going to try to get up out of his cot and
1: uh I maybe like get dressed. I don't know if he's in uh okay. like hospital gown or whatever, but he's going to get dressed and like look for his stuff, his belongings.
3: Okay. Uh I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw first before you can do that.
1: Oh, man, con save. Here we go.
3: 4. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Adam's not easily getting out of bed. Uh, Is it pain?
1: Is it nausea? Mix
3: of both, maybe? It's a mix of both. It's also mix it's just sheer exhaustion. Uh, As you go to set your feet on the ground, uh, you go to put weight on it, and it just, they they begin to buckle underneath you. you. Uh, It's just like you've overexerted yourself beyond what you normally can achieve, and it's just... It's just a lot. Right. Um but you when, uh
1: when Adam's fallen to the floor, I guess.
3: <laughs> Adam falls to the floor. Uh what's what's Adam's mental process right now? Adam's mental process is uh
1: get up and go help my friends. Okay, or rather my
3: my uh brothers at this point. So Adam, you burn a use of your blade song, and you are able to muster up the magical energy to assist you in moving as you just pour your magical essence into just getting there. That's your one goal right now. Just get there. Yep. And you're able to stand up. You can still feel the pain. Your legs still feel wobbly. But, but you're able to push through, and you think you can make it, um, and and you're just trying to fight through this debilitating feeling right now. We're going to leave you here as Adam is trying to work his way towards his friends. All right. Hey, guys, just want to take this brief moment to shout out our patrons. So, thank you so much, Heather Erb, Christopher S., Nick Coker, and Nicholas DeTilio. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we cannot thank you enough if anyone else out there wants to be part of this list wants to get your name shouted out go over to patreon.com slash dice heist dice heist is all one word and you guys can pick whichever level is best for you and get some exclusive content Uh, the exclusive content varies for each level so just go check it out and you should be able to get a better view of it but that should be it for now Isn't this some good quality music? This is Nature Claimed Ruins, Hollowed Grounds by Mark Colette from BattleBards.com. That's where we get all our background music and sound effects for the show. What is BattleBards? BattleBards is the most premium audio library ever created for the tabletop gaming experience, along with tools built specifically to use the audio seamlessly in-game. Tailor-made background music inspired by fantasy races and locations voiceover scripts written to bring life to everyday NPC interactions, and a colossal array of bone-crushing, spell-blasting sound effects. This is BattleBards. If you're looking to get the best value out of BattleBards.com, I would recommend giving BattleBards Prime subscription a try. With this monthly subscription, you can enjoy streaming access to all BattleBards content. Access to all BattleBards tools, including their soundboard and mixer, the ability to upload and mix your own private audio library and 20% off all purchases of sounds you wish to permanently add to your collection. I think this is enough for me. Go check it out for yourself and see what they have to offer. Now, let's get back to Dice Heist. precinct you guys all are standing around Naya in a cell and her hands are bound behind behind her back in these large shackles um, and they encase her hands um, and you know that these are uh, gauntlets that prevent magical energy from escaping them in fact any magical energy that does uh, is used within them will be be thrust back upon the user. Hmm. Um, it does not allow somatic components to be used, but basically anything that is non-verbal non-ver- alone will be redirected back at them. Hmm. So, you all stand around her. <sighs> well... What do you want? You fucked my life up good enough now.
0: We have a few questions for you,
4: Bertram. I heard you're a bit of a wordsmith. Is that right?
2: Yes, yes, I am. I, I wouldn't put it that way, but of course. So, Naya. Um, assume an ooze imitated you to the effect of being you so much that they want to carry out your ideas, fantasies,
3: whatever, but what would you do in that case? She looks at you and she, she kind of
1: smirks. Fulcrum's (laughs) going to activate his, uh, called a medallion of thoughts okay and it allows him to cast detect thoughts three times a day nice it uh recharges at the end of the day a certain number of i think it's like a d3 yeah it's a d3 recharges
3: nice nice okay uh yeah so you cast detect thoughts and i'm guessing you're not like prying in farther you're just trying to get the surface thoughts from her yeah yeah okay Uh, dc is 13 So, actually, without prying further, there is no uh, check required. Oh, cool. Yeah. You you can just, like, read surface thoughts without people knowing. There's no saving throw required.
1: Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Um,
3: So, you actually, uh, this will work effectively as a lie detector. So, you know that what she is saying is exactly what she's thinking right now. Cool. So, you're telling me that Ooblex read my mind and decided... It was going to keep going with my plans? And this just shitty grin just spreads across her face as she says this. Yes, that is what I'm saying. But what well, you'll see
2: is that every step of the way and every move it makes it's just going to tarnish your name, darling. And as it does so, it will inevitably fail just as you have And then further falls Naya's name into the forgotten nothing of the trash in the sewer.
3: Oh, Bertram, honey, my name's already been dragged through the mud more than you could ever try to. Hell, this might actually improve my... Oh, infamy, I guess, would be the best way to put it, would it not?
0: Dirk just kind of gives Bertram a disappointed look as he gave Naya the tip that <laughs> that this thing will enact <laughs> its fucking her fucking plan. <laughs> like <laughs> are you fucking kidding me?
3: <laughs> We're uh, interrogating
0: here. <laughs> Fuck.
3: Well, uh what do I have to say then? Uh I cordially invite you to go die because I really hope it just kills you I had so many different ways that I wanted to do so I wonder which way it's going to try and do it
0: Uh, Dirk is going to conjure his invisible mage hand uh, Mm -hmm. right right behind Naya and start Mm -hmm. yanking out strands of her hair
4: (laughs) Just Ah!
0: just several at
3: a time Mudbreaker kind of looks at you kind of sternly as you do that.
0: Just like, what? What's up?
3: What? I don't think that this is appropriate.
0: Look, I... I don't know what you're talking about. She's just freaking out.
2: Um, I'm going... (laughs) You know what? (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm
2: just going to go... Naya be a deer, And I'm gonna cast fast friends Okay Wisdom 16
3: Wisdom 16 Give me two seconds
2: I was going to edit it to make it look dumb.
3: <laughs> I'll pretend I didn't just have to run away from my microphone because I left my dice halfway across the room. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I, we could get through one episode without me having to roll anything. Shouldn't have known better. I gave Bertram more spell slots back. What was the DC again? 16. Uh, that is a natural 17. Plus 2. Bummer. Oof. Oh, actually, she's proficient. She gets more than that. <clears throat> um. <laughs> that's. That's funny, Bertram. <laughs> you're trying to cast spells on me. Fucking hilarious. You know what? Good luck.
0: So, Naya, if you had a hostage of somebody we cared about, would you decide to kill them or would you hold them for us?
3: Well, I think I'd wait till the exact moment that you were there. And then I'd slit their fucking throat and watch the blood drain all over the floor. And before I killed you, I'd make sure you drank their fucking blood. And then I'd slit your own throats. Fuck you. And then she spits towards you. It falls short, but...
0: Uh, the mage hand will slop it up off of the floor and rub it on her face.
3: <laughs> oh, fuck! Jesus Christ!
0: Dirk just gives gives a little cocky nod and a smirk.
3: Yeah, Mudbreaker kind of s- snickers at that one instead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, go fucking die already! Well, you're not going with- to get any fucking help from me. Hmm. Um. Actually, real quick. Uh, fulcrum Mm -hmm. as these this conversation has been going on you did pick up something that you thought was important Um, when she said she would slit their throats she just wanted to hurt them she just wanted to lash out she wouldn't have slit their throats she in fact wouldn't have killed anyone like that her quarrel is specifically with these these three individuals and you're, you're not sure who, who the other figure is you haven't met them you're assuming it's their other partner uh, right. that you haven't met yet but she she doesn't seem like she wishes to harm the innocent she views these people as furthest from innocent and that's that's the flashes of the emotions that are brought to the surface as uh, that conversation was was going on hmm
1: Interesting.
4: Okay,
3: all right. Fulcrum's not going to speak up on it yet. Okay. Look, just go fucking die already. So, uh, where where's your uh place you like to go
0: when uh you're trying to set traps for us, huh? Just
3: where's the place to- I like to go when I'm setting traps for you guys.
1: Yeah. What are her? <laughs> when she repeats that question, what are her <laughs> thoughts? Like, right
4: afterwards.
0: (laughs) Uh, Dirk Dirk is just trying to get a very specific thought to cross her mind.
3: Okay. Uh, So, what flashes in her mind, you see uh, a small, crappy apartment, and it's in the Balbaram district itself. Uh, You can see that just based on the outside of the building. It's just flashes of images, and it seems like this is her hideout. This is where her and her gang... Hung out, uh, and you you even see flashes when she says, "Plan to kill you." You you see flashes of the heist where they had, uh, or where they had talked to the other gang to have to have them steal the oozes from Elmic's place for them, and all of that. Uh, those are the thoughts that are flashing through their mind. Okay. Now I want to wait for what she says. Like, what she actually says. Look, you you already saw my hand. I tried to kill you with a fucking ooze in your bedroom, which that didn't work, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. needed more of those if you were going to try to take us out. Well, the second plan was to let loose this ooblax on you and see what happened. But looks like that plan worked without me having to try. God, it's fucking wonderful. You know, I just had a thought. What if,
4: since this ooze has taken your persona, your form, I really don't see any reason to keep you alive. There's already another one of you. And the chief will even just tell the public that we're still looking for you. Meanwhile, you're
3: sixty under. She glances over at. Now, when you say this, you you do sense fear, but the fear changes quickly. It doesn't. It doesn't stay fearful. Just the initial mention of her being dead just brings out fear. Sure, sure. And it goes to this like you know almost confidence, instantly. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't just fucking kill me.
4: I never said anything
0: about they. Uh, Dirk's gonna take a the step... The fear returns. In <laughs> <form>. <laughs> yeah, Dirk's gonna take a step back and do the somatic uh, components and everything for the message spell. Okay. And... uh just send it right to Naya, like. Okay. I will find a way
3: to kill you no matter where you are.
1: Oh my God.
3: Fear, lots of fear. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, Uh, you, you definitely get notes of fear from her. Look, fuck, my life is already over, man. I'm not going to get out of a jail cell within my lifetime. Even if I did, what the fuck would I do with my life? You ruined every last hope I had. And she looks over at you, Dirk. You guys ruined everything. That was my chance to find something else. To get out of this hellhole. Fuck. You just had to be there. You just had to ruin it. I knew it wasn't right. But fuck, I wasn't hurting anyone. Not until you tried to stop us. Maybe not.
0: But, uh. Your assassin. lover
3: was. She wasn't my lover. No? You She's sure? a partner. We. yes. And, uh. <laughs> Fulcrum. She's telling the truth. Was not a lover. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, she she wasn't my lover. Gandon told me to work for her. She, he, this was my in. That was my in with Gandon. Was to help them pull this job. And then after I got back to Vago with her, I would be on their team. I would be getting regular work from them. I'd be back as a mercenary. And she looks back up at you, Fulcrum because they fucking took that away from me. When, when she says that she wasn't the lover, Dirk
0: just remembers just the absolute like meltdown that Naya had on the pirate ship, and was like, huh, could have sworn <laughs> they were lovers.
3: <laughs> uh So what you're equating that to now is that that was her one chance to do something more, and her death was like, she's fucked. She wasn't going to get into this organization now. Ah, okay. Yeah. That, that's why <laughs> that was like that. Gotcha. Okay. Her life was falling apart. It was not falling apart because a loved one had died, though. Yeah. <laughs> That that was the vibe that Dirk got before. <laughs> right. I, I, and that was the vibe I was trying to yeah, that's convey. The,
1: that's honestly the best fucking lie, because it's a half-truth, basically.
3: Yeah. Like, and, and I mean, like. Yeah, I mean, it, it just like. Your her career was ruined forever in her mind from that moment. Right. And her life was seriously in danger. So. Uh but back to the roleplay. <laughs> look, look, I... I got nothing left. If you really have to kill me, I guess go ahead, but... I got nothing for you. My plan was to send the Ublax after you and just let it come up with the plan, and it did. It came up with the plan. My plan already is working right now. I got no control over it anymore. Just like I wasn't going to have any control over it.
4: You can have one thing besides your freedom. What
3: would it be? Uh, and before she, she she doesn't she doesn't say anything. She actually just stays quiet and looks down at the ground. But you hear the words: a second chance. In her mind.
4: Well, let's do this. How about you help us out? Because you got more than you think you do. You got that nod in yours. You think just like, well, supposedly just like this ooze. Which means you probably could guess better than any of us what they're going to do next. So, you help us out. And we'll talk to the chief about getting you a second chance of some kind. Might not be full freedom.
3: But you'll at least have a life. Outside of a prison. Uh, go ahead and make a persuasion check. With advantage. Ew. Okay, okay, okay.
1: Not terrible, not terrible. Too bad my charisma is horrible. Uh, 11. <laughs> 11. Oh, no. Yerp. <laughs> uh.
3: You, you see flashes of her considering it. Uh, you also see flashes of, like, just sheer annoyance.
1: Does she seem, like, distrustful in what I've said? Like,. Nah you're fucking like lying you just want to use me kind of thing or
3: yeah you go to you go to sense that and you just feel like a wall smack you in the face almost what uh, in this mental in this mental like uh, arena I guess would be the best way to put it um, and as you you feel it's not like you actually feel this uh, but you look over and her eyes are dead set on a wall right now. And she's focusing on. Oh, you son of a bitch. You were reading my goddamn mind. I never said I wanted a second chance out loud.
2: You can just read her mind, and we're sitting here asking questions?
1: Uh, he's gonna look at Naya. Mm-hmm.
4: Isn't that what? Any criminal who thought their life was over would want.
3: It. Come on, man. She smirks. Then why did you flinch when I started focusing on this wall?
2: Is that how it works?
1: is hmm. gonna take the medallion off of his neck. It was actually out of view, uh... It wasn't hanging, like, on front of his chest. It was hanging off of his back. Mm -hmm. Um, He's going to, like, spin it around, take it off, uh, end the detect thought spell. Okay. Put it down uh, on the table out of Naya's reach, out of my reach.
4: Do you want a second chance or not?
3: Uh, she acknowledges you're setting it down. And she, she stops like glaring at this brick wall and f- turns towards you. I guess, I guess I do. Purf. No tricks. None of that bullshit. I'll help you. So which one of your dumbass friends do they have?
4: Well, to start here, I think now that we know that we're all working for each other's best interests, don't know about you guys, I don't think she has a need for those shackles there. And believe me, we can take you without
0: the shackles. I wouldn't underestimate her. We've tangled oh, with her a twice before.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: She can cast spells.
4: Uh without a focus and material components, save for a. Uh, couple handfuls maybe of spells. Nothing too serious.
2: You only need one. With my words alone, I could bend you to my will like we were friends for a lifetime. No, no.
3: Yeah, let's... Bertram, as you say that, you're not 100% sure if that would actually work on Fulcrum. <clears throat> now that you think about it for a second. Look,
0: I don't know how familiar you are with how magic works, but if we give Naya a chance she could it she could capitalize it at the right time believe me <laughs> magic users you don't want to
2: give them that chance and if she's going to have a second chance she first must earn it
4: i suppose that's fair maybe i'll jump in the gun on that one I'm not saying she has to go anywhere outside of this room, but, uh... If we want to table that, I'm fine, but... She's lucky
2: she's not in the room with the mold in it.
0: (laughs) Alright, look. We're running low on time. We gotta start acting now. Mudbreaker, do we have any... Lightning capsules in the precinct. That could be spared. This ooblex is weakened by
3: lightning. Or at least vulnerable to it. I i mean, sure, yeah, we can try and check the supply closet for what we got. Uh, not 100% sure what we got left.
0: All right. If there are any lightning capsules, I,
3: I would like at least one sure yeah we can uh, yeah we can go grab some Uh, I don't know what we have in stock though Uh, so Dirk go ahead and roll me a d20 lock check oh boy no bonus just straight up
0: not bad 16
3: okay so with the 16 uh, there are two capsules that are available Cool.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, does anyone else in our group have, like, elemental capsule slots for their weapons? Excluding <laughs> Adam,
1: since he's not here.
2: Um, I believe I do.
1: You probably wouldn't know about oh fulcrums, uh, but yes. And he sort of does. Basically, yes, he does. <laughs> okay. Well, Dirk would
0: definitely grab one for himself. Uh, and then, Bert, Bertram, do you have any with your weapons?
2: Double checking either my rapier or my pistol. Duck. I'm pretty sure. I'm double checking.
3: Okay, so uh, now the question is, uh, are you deciding to bring Naya with you?
2: Fuck no. Okay, sounds <laughs> no, good to no, me. No. No, no, no,
3: no. Even even Fulcrum was, like,
1: not willing to take her out of the room. Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> yeah, to bring her
0: to the ublex that matches her <laughs> that intentions. That is not what yeah, he wanted to do
2: no. either. <laughs> fuck no. Let them yeah. play the shell game with each other and fucking just don't know
3: which <laughs> one's which anymore. <laughs> fuck that. All right so you guys are prepared to head out and you're leaving night behind it is going to be yourself uh fulcrum followed by dirk and bertram heading to the warehouse uh mudbreaker says he can be ready but uh with a team but you guys uh should probably head in first to Uh, assess the situation and hopefully this ooze will not get jumpy and do anything too rash possibly hurting your friend and we're going to leave you guys here uh, for this episode alright thank y'all for listening to episode 29 of Dice Heist Uh, this has been great Uh, and I'd like to uh, let everyone know listeners and players included that the spell Dimension Door has only verbal components
2: yeah (laughs) like there are definitely (laughs) all kinds of spells that that would be a problem for just talking not (laughs) to mention being able to do somatic yeah yeah what level is
3: that dimension mage armor
2: she can literally just peel and leather off of anything cast mage armor
1: yep well Uh, i was definitely not thinking (laughs) that she could cast fourth level spells yet
4: Uh, but that's my bad (laughs) yeah
3: Falkrum did not size her up properly (laughs) Uh, yeah she was just going to fucking bamp out of there if you guys did that yeah that would have been super dumb yep and it would have made things a lot more difficult so I'm glad I did not have to unbalance that encounter I have planned Uh, but here we go so thank you guys for listening to this episode of Dice Heist we will catch you all next time bye for now Bye, guys. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Dice Heist. If you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you could help spread the word of the show. And the best way to do that is just tell someone about it. Just reach over, tap someone on the shoulder, and say, hey, why don't you listen to Dice Heist? Uh, The second is writing a review and subscribing on whatever podcast network you use to listen to us. Uh, if you'd like to help us uh, support our show monetarily, you can head over to Patreon.com slash Dice where you can choose to donate at whatever level you like, and you will get some great bonus content in return, such as our One-Shot Onslaughts and our After Show Heist House. We release episodes every other Sunday, so keep a lookout for that. I'd like to take this quick moment to thank all the people that make this show possible, starting with Aaron, Bronson, and Nick. I'd also like to thank Nick a second time for letting us use his song, Something for Now, as our intro and outro. I also must thank my wife, Erica, for her support and her wonderful work on our show notes. And, of course, BattleBards.com for their help improving our show with their expansive library of music that I use to uh, help immerse you guys in the world of Dice Heist. Check us out on Patreon.com slash dice heist like i mentioned before and you guys can get uh, access to some cool content uh, don't forget to check us out on twitter at dice underscore heist and on facebook at dice heist podcast feel free to reach out to us there or send us an email at podcast at gmail.com uh, if you guys send me a message i will definitely respond to you guys so please I, I would love to hear from you guys so just give us your feedback let us know what you think and thanks for listening Stay tuned for the next episode of Dice Heist.
0: puts out his hand and and greets him nice to meet you i'm detective vilga and uh as he puts out his hand and uh he'll he'll wait for uh a response
1: for a shake okay give me a sec i'm about to pick out his name i've narrowed it down
3: (laughs) 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 you're five minutes late Bronson. i said 10 minutes man oh god
1: well, okay. Some of that w- my brain was occupied by Adam's like sleep thing and
4: just give me a break, man.
3: <laughs> uh
2: Hurry up or I'll name him. Oh god.
3: Oh <laughs> yes, I like this idea. Uh actually,
1: Aaron, what would you name him? I'm uh, <laughs> if if you're being any sort of serious, what what do you think you would name him?
2: My first Instinct was Bucket. <laughs>
3: oh, I like it, that's though. That's the
2: first one. Uh,
1: all right, all right. I guess that would actually... That'd be pretty funny if... Fulcrum. Mm.
3: Ful- Fulcrum, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> I get it. That's actually really appropriate for... It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot, too. Fulcrum, it is. All right. Next Fulcrum. One will cost you. <laughs> okay so so now back into role-playing <laughs> Dirk has just shook your hand and said uh, i hi go ahead I was gonna say uh if he is shaking my hand I, I are you shaking my hand oh yeah he just held out your hand his hand right yeah, so uh and introduced I would, himself